the country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Chatham, Ontario country artist Brooklyn Roebuck joins me on the show to talk about her music career, her latest single called Good Day, and how to write a great song. My pleasure to welcome Brooklyn Roebuck to the show. Hey, Brooklyn. Hi. It is so wonderful having you here on the show. It is really great, great to be on it. I'm very happy. Well, you know what? You have been so busy, my goodness, the last three or four years, and I'm sure you were busy before this planning and dreaming of the big music career, but as far as on a big scale, back in 2012, winning the fifth season of The Next Star, which is a show on YTV, it's it's a singing competition, and you won it that year. Yes, yes. It, it feels like it was such a long time ago, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was such a great, great moment for me. So much, I learned so much from The Next Star. Well, yeah, you're on camera, obviously, and you're performing, and they have judges on that show. And I remember, I'm not sure if he was there when you were doing it, but Christopher Ward was a great judge on that show, and they're giving feedback and critiques on how to get better. Yeah, yeah, one of the judges at the time was Tara Oram, and it, it was nice. it was really great um, having her there. She, she, I think, was in the top ten of Canadian Idol years yeah. ago but she ended up being like a big sister to me so i feel like the show was so great in that way you got to not just get great advice from like the judges but you really got to know them personally did she pass on any advice to you about performing or songwriting or anything about uh you know having a great music career uh she basi- she basically told me to do what i love um always stick to uh, what I believe in, I, and I feel like in this industry, it's so easy to get caught up in different things or doing stuff because you think other people will want you to do it, but you really have to stick with your guns, that's for sure, and if you believe in something, definitely stick to it. That is great advice because I think a lot of times people, artists, you know, especially in the beginning, want to try to be liked and then change their ways, try to be something they're not. You're not going to stay doing that because it's not who you really are and what you love. Exactly, exactly. You really, you really just want to be you, you, your entire life. I mean, if you're going to be a singer, then that isn't just your profession. It's your entire life. Now, you went on to do some stuff on YTV, including a, a movie show. Tell me about that. I, I was on Life with Boys at one point, and I had to play a role as myself, so I was Brooklyn Roebuck, and it was the weirdest experience for me, because here I was, I went in, and I had these lines to memorize, it was like six lines, and the day of, these actors got, like, a full book of all of these lines, and they learned all of them that day, (laughs) and they performed them, or they acted it all out, and here I was, getting help from them on my six lines, it was the weirdest experience, and then also trying to act like yourself is interesting. It's like what do you do with yeah. what do you do with your hands? But it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. Exactly. That's the thing with acting, right? I mean, even though uh, you're playing yourself, that doesn't make it any easier. No. 
No, not at all. I I felt like maybe if I could act like someone else, it might be a little bit easier, but I was thinking, <laughs> okay, what do I do? Yeah, you're yeah. right. You start to think, yeah, what do I do with my hands? What do I, you know, all those things that <laughs> are come naturally in life, but now you're in front of a camera. And uh, that's the hardest part. Even, you know, like a lot of people have played themselves on TV shows, but I've always thought, well, that's not easier because you're still trying to be natural when it's not a natural situation. Exactly, exactly. But it was a great experience, that's for sure. So after that, there was the Brooklyn's movie night out. And basically, I got to use a teleprompter and everything for the first time and talk during the commercials and introduce like all the movies that went on. It was it was also a really cool experience using the teleprompter and just I don't know, it was it was a lot of fun. It was really easy going, although like a long process, but right. really fun. Now, do you have a favorite movie, whether it was one that was shown on uh, your show there or just in general? Is there, do you have, like, an all-time favorite movie? You know what? That is probably one of the hardest questions you could ask me right up there <laughs> with, like, what's your favorite song? Um, right. But How about a probably few of them? Pretty Woman. Richard yeah. Gere, Julia Roberts, yeah, I've seen that a few times. It's a great movie. It's so amazing. I've seen it, like, five billion times. It's in my next <laughs> Netflix favorites section <laughs> what is it about certain movies you know i mean i guess i know the answer to it because i do the same thing but certain movies that we can watch over and over again like shawshank redemption that's one of the movies i got a few of them but that's one every time it's on tv i can watch it even though i've seen it so many times before yeah i have no idea because thinking about the movies that i can watch over and over they're so different i can watch like a comedy 50 billion times, or a, like a chick flick to a horror movie. It's fun noticing like different things that you miss the first time. Yeah, that's true. You see, you're right. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, let's talk uh, about music again, get back to music, and your biggest musical influences, Brooklyn. Who are those artists that got you excited about music and maybe you wanted to be a bit like? Definitely when I was really young, and I'm 18, so I don't know what other people consider really young, but for me, really young, like 12. Um, Shania Twain, I had her CD in the radio 24-7. I knew all of her songs, and at the time, I didn't realize it, but now looking back at who she was as a celebrity, she's like a, a strong, empowering woman, um, and, I, and I really look up to that to this day about Shania Twain. Also, she's her own person, which is what I strive to be. I want to be known as Brooklyn Roebuck, not like anybody else. And do you like how she mixed the genres together of pop and country? Yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool because, again, looking back when I was younger, I didn't see her as anything but country. Like she was just country. Same with Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. She was just country. Absolutely. And, and sometimes when an artist like that, Taylor Swift or Shania Twain, crosses over to pop, then they bring people into country music, so now they're going to listen to their other stuff, and they could win them over to uh, to our genre. Now, you come from a musical family. Uh, tell us about that, because that's obviously a big influence on you as well, the, the jam sessions you've had over the years. Well, again, since I was really young, I used to sit around the campfire singing with my grandpa, my grandma, my dad on the guitar and everything, um, but my grandparents, they were in a band for over 40 years, 
And my dad and my grandpa used to go into singing competitions all the time. So that's kind of how I got my start, not just the campfires, but I saw my dad and my grandpa do really good in these singing competitions. So me, mm-hmm. an eight-year-old little girl, thought, hey, I can do that. <laughs> exactly. You know, in the blood, so. Now, of course, you sing and you perform, but you also write your own songs, which is really cool. When did you first start writing songs? You know, I don't remember when I truly started or when I first started writing. I was really young again. Um, I remember the first song I wrote, it was about wanting to be like a bird, wanting to see the land and um, be high up and like a plane. And then I talk about maybe I don't because I like the way my life is as it is. I'm really deep for like a eight year old, but uh, yeah. But when I truly started writing seriously, I was around fifteen, sixteen. And what have you learned about songwriting? So now you're eighteen. You've been writing a few years now. Is there something you've learned along the way from your co-writers, from any books you've read, uh, whatever the process is? What have you learned about writing better songs? Ah, uh, you know, I've. I've learned so much from so many different people like Jay Allen, um, Sean Mariano, so so many just fantastic writers, um, and each of us write differently. I guess that's one of the biggest things I've learned that, is that there's not one specific way to write a good song. You can get an idea from anywhere, whether it's looking at a blank page for four hours or driving or talking to a friend. There's so many different ways you can get a great idea. So there's ideas out there, and you've got to be aware of them and in tune. It might be something somebody says. That I know a lot of times, right? It becomes a song idea. Some, uh, you hear, you overhear something, and you say, that, that's going to make a great song. Yeah, exactly. You, you have to keep your phone in your pocket so that you can write it down in your notes. <laughs> or if you get a melody, definitely get that voice recorder out. Yeah, always be prepared for something. Yeah, I think the worst thing would be forgetting a great line or a great melody because you didn't write it down or record it. Now, a couple hours later, you're like, man, I knew that was great, but I can't remember it. Yes, that is the worst feeling. (laughs) You've also had a chance to write with some pretty big names that our audience is going to know, Michelle Wright and Patricia Conroy, two great ladies of Canadian country music who are great performers and amazing songwriters. Yes, yes, um... That was the second time I ever went to Nashville. I got to write with so many, again, fantastic, amazing people. But I, I will just, I will never forget. So the first day I went to Nashville, I got to write with Michelle Wright, and it was a great experience. It was an eight-hour write, and wow. again, everyone writes differently, so it was a really long day. Um, but she's very particular. She wants to make sure that every single word is as good as possible, and I think that's amazing. And I. And in that one eight-hour write, I learned so much from her. And then the next night, I got to write with Patricia Conroy and Danik Dupel, and it was the fastest write I had ever been in. It was I went from an eight-hour day to a two-hour <laughs> write. It was just the weirdest experience every single time. After that, I just didn't go in expecting anything. I went in like with a clear mind, like... Anything can happen. Yeah. I think that's the best approach when you go into a songwriting session 
you don't know what to expect. Like you said, going with a clear mind and just let the ideas mm-hmm. take you where they're going to take you. And the idea you start out with that you think you're going to write might uh, might end up you might end up with something completely different. Exactly. You also had a chance, speaking of Michelle Wright, to open up a show for her, which is wow! What a great opportunity. Oh, very, very great opportunity. It was in my hometown at the Capitol Theater in Chatham, so it was really special. I'm really happy that I had the opportunity to meet her there before getting to write with her later in Nashville. That is so cool. Well, they are such great uh, ladies of country music and and great ladies in general, Michelle Wright, Patricia Conroy. And, of course, they are in Nashville. You've been there many times. Brooklyn, what does Nashville mean to you? So many artists and songwriters dream of going there and end up going there, and I know that it's a game-changer for them. Oh, it really really is. Just seeing all the talent in Nashville is it inspires you instantly. You can walk the streets, and inspiration is just flying at you. It's it's amazing. Um, the first time I ever went to Nashville, it was to record my EP, uh, my Storyteller EP. I was 15 at the time, and I had Sarah Emily Parrish as my producer. And it was the coolest experience because I had never worked with Nashville session musicians. And it was like Labor Day or something, so I was really lucky with the session musicians that I got, I got people that work with Taylor Swift. I'm pretty sure the fiddle player was in Taylor Swift's recordings. So I, I was really lucky to get the people that I did um, mm-hmm. that day. But the coolest part was, so Sarah would play like 10 seconds of a demo that I'd make or I made at my house. And the musicians would listen, get the Nashville chords, and then they would play it, and within maybe five, sometimes six takes, it was done. I hear that all the time, that those musicians pick it up so quickly and and just make the song amazing. And it must be so cool for you to hear the demo that you did going from that uh, stage to this stage with the musicians. What's that experience like, to, to listen and hear it develop? Uh, it's indescribable like you you write a song from scratch like a blank page then you write down the lyrics and you have the melody and everything you make a really terrible demo because you don't know how to make a demo at 14 or 15 so you do it on your phone and just from that these musicians make this amazing mm-hmm. like it, they just make it come to life it's just it's amazing i can't even i can't describe it and your Storyteller EP is available at iTunes for people to check out. Let's play a song now, which is actually from that EP, a song called I Don't Need You. And uh, this is one that you wrote all by yourself. What can you tell us about the song, Brooklyn? Well, the song is basically about... Okay, so at, at the time, I had a lot of friends that were in relationships that they didn't exactly want to be in. And I felt like, like, why would you be in a relationship if it's not making you happy or if the person's being jealous or whatever. It's just not a good relationship. So I wrote this song. It's called I Don't Need You. Let's hear it now from my guest, Brooklyn Roebuck, I Don't Need You, on In the Country. Told me he loved me, then tried. 
And that is country artist Brooklyn Roebuck from Chatham, Ontario. And the song is called I Don't Need You. And you can check her out at brooklynroebuck.com. And, of course, her songs are at iTunes for you to download. Let's talk about some of the videos that you've shot for your song. So your single Good Day, which we're going to be playing on the show in just a bit, you've done a video for that. How much fun was that? It was so much fun. I got to shoot in Saskatoon with... Um, my choice for producer Megan Kardashian I met during the Next Star, um, and it, it was just it was really cool because I had so much say in how the music video went. Like I, my mom actually came up with the idea of it being Ferris Bueller themed. So at the beginning right. we actually have the Saskatoon weatherman saying Bueller, 
Bueller as the teacher, um, and then going into Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and then it cuts to me uh, cutting school. So it it was it was so much fun. All the creativity, all the input that I was able to put into it was really really cool. I, I I've been in a a few music videos before, but that one I definitely had the most artistic say in. So it was really it was really cool. I think it's great that you have that artistic say in the video so you can throw in your ideas about, you know, how you hear the song and what the images that should go with the song and it uh cre- creativity really gives us a high, doesn't it, when you when you have a chance to do all this. Yeah, yeah, it it also really connects you to the video. You like it's your image on how you want it to go. So right. like, you, yeah, you get to picture it. One scene that my friends and my parents well, mostly my friends always mention is an ice cream scene in it. It's like I basically make an ice cream that is way too big, and all my friends are like, typical Brooklyn, she would totally do that. And it's true, I would do that. So there's a lot of me in the video, that is for sure. That is great. Now, there's the video, and you're, in, you're comfortable in front of the camera. If And I'm going to throw this out there without you having much time to think about it, but if you could create and star in your own TV show, Brooklyn, what kind of show would it be? Would it be like a drama, a comedy, a reality? Would you be like an undercover cop? I would probably be in a comedy, I think, because on on my TV, the, the shows that I record all the time and I, I watch like religiously is How I Met Your Mother, The Big Bang Theory, like those kind of shows I, I, right. I watch all the time. So it, <laughs> it must be a comedy in some way. Uh, honestly, I don't know what character I would be, though. I have no idea. Yeah, that would be interesting. Maybe maybe a singer, of course, that'd be typecasting you, but the funny uh, adventures of a singer trying to make it. And and the singer has to eat too much ice cream. <laughs> oh, an ice creamaholic. Okay, there's my character. There yes. we go. Look at that. We've already got a rough uh, rough premise. We can start the pilot because we got, and then we just got to write a script around that. And uh, we'll get big. Michelle Wright and Patricia Carmoy to, to uh, do a guest appearance. Yes, definitely. I'm sure they would love that. <laughs> <laughs> That is so cool. Well, that's great because I know that you're you're comfortable in front of the camera and love doing that kind of stuff. Let's talk about your favorite cover songs because I know that you like to uh, put your own spin on songs that we all know and love. What are some of your favorites these days? My favorites would probably be uh, Done by the Band Perry and Little Red Wagon by Miranda Lambert. We always, I don't know about other singers, but I always tend to save my favorite song right at the end to rock out and just go crazy on stage. And those are all like the two songs that I get to be as crazy as possible with. So I just, I love it. Now, did you get a chance to see at the, uh, on the CMAs, the, sorry, the CMAs that were broadcast recently, the great performance from Chris Stapleton, who a lot of people didn't know of, a lot of people did, but many, many didn't, and of Justin Timberlake. And they, uh, they sang together and it was such a big, uh, big hit. It was, yeah, I, I got to see that. That was fantastic. I, I had never heard of him before, and I really wish I did. Yeah, what a voice. And uh, a lot of people discovered him for the first time that night on, on a bigger scale. And I just thought, yeah, the, the musicianship between the two of them and the performance was just was just stellar. It really was. 
It really was. It, it left me breathless watching it. Now, that was, uh, of course, a duet, Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton. So that is going to lead me to my next question, Brooklyn. Uh, for you, who would be your dream duet partner? And it could be somebody from country or pop. I would definitely pick Taylor Swift just because, like, she's inspired me so much in my, in my, with my writing. And I've loved her since I was young and feel like I've grown up with her, kind of, like probably most of her fans. But I, I, I don't know. She's amazing in my eyes. So that would be so cool. Is there anything specific from her career that you've learned as a performer or a writer or a singer, anything that uh, you've been able to put into your career? You know, one of the biggest things that I really admire about Taylor Swift is how she treats her fans. Like, she treats her fans like gold, and I feel like that is huge. If you're a celebrity, there's a reason, or if you are at, like, where Taylor Swift is, there's a reason for that, Mm -hmm. and, and it's your fans. And she really... She really treasures them, and I, I feel like um, every everyone really should because they are the reason why you're there. And, of course, with social media, you have a chance, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all those, Instagram, to connect with your fans. Is that is that fun for you to do? Oh, yeah, definitely. I love hearing from everyone, seeing what they're thinking. I, I mean, it, it's it's so much more personal, and I like to get to know everyone. I, I, th- I think social media is great that way i'm really happy that i live in this time period <laughs> yeah it's such a different time than uh you know when michelle wright was and and other artists but her for an example when her career there wasn't the social media there was magazines of course radio tv show all that tv shows but not social media to connect so immediately with fans and get the feedback yeah i i, th- I think it's great um in so many ways. You can just you can connect with everyone. And I think what a better way. Now Brooklyn, at this point have you had a chance to hear from a fan of yours who, you know, has listened to one of your songs and said what a difference it's made in their life? It's had an impact on them? Um honestly, not with the song, but I remember going to the Tim Hortons kids camp and there was one young kid and it was it was I can't even explain how, to me, I'm just, I'm Brooklyn, I love ice cream, and I hang out with my (laughs) friends. But this kid started crying and was just so emotional seeing me. I can't even explain it. It's making me, (laughs) I don't know. That is, uh, that's a lot to take in, isn't it, to know that you're having that kind of, an impact, and I can see obviously in hearing your voice that it, uh, it made an impact on you. Yeah, yeah, it it was insane, and she must have cried for like 15 minutes. Oh. And I mean, it was um, a moment that I will never forget. That is amazing. I think it's wonderful, and I'm sure there'll be more moments like that ahead for you when you meet these uh, fans who look up to you and and the songs that will make a difference in their lives. Let's turn to your latest single now. Speaking of your songs, this is one that you wrote with a group called the Reza Brothers from Toronto. Awesome. I actually, I went to them, and I really wanted a reggae-feeling song, and they were totally for that. So if you heard the demo, it was... (laughs) 
insanely reggae originally, like completely 100% wow. reggae, but my producer, Jason Berry, toned it down a little bit. Um, it was off the charts reggae. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we wanted like an easygoing, really fun, upbeat, like head bobbing kind of song. And mm-hmm. I, I think we really did succeed in that. It's Brooklyn Roebuck here on In the Country. Pick up Chuck off the lot. We're heading for Wheeling. Down the block, watch for cops. Hope they don't get just feeding. Pedal to the metal now, watch us go. Country song playing on the radio. Still watching for the popo. Sun on my face, no time to wait. And that is Chatham, Ontario country artist Brooklyn Roebuck, brand new music from her. It's called Good Day, and you'll find that song at iTunes. And I understand from uh, seeing some postings of yours online that you're starting to get some uh, good radio airplay on the song. Yeah, yeah. I, I am really, really happy like hearing everyone's uh, reaction to the song, and I love hearing all the radio personalities um, telling me what they feel about it, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel really lucky. 
You mentioned Jason Barry as your producer. Uh, he's a great guy, a CCMA winner. Everybody in Canada knows him, and he produces so many uh, big artists. What is it like working with the great Jason Barry? It's it's really really amazing. Um, he he uh, he has Barytone Studios, and basically, I went to his place and I played a bunch of songs and. He picked out which ones he thought were the best ones, and I was so happy that he picked Good Day and two other ones that are in the works with Jason. But basically, he, he just he knows his stuff. Like I'll sing a sing a verse or um, a chorus, and he'll tell me to like tap my foot to get me like to ease the song kind of thing. I don't even know how to explain it, but he he knows how to um, get a good sound. Yes, yes. And, you know, you need that in a producer, right? And oftentimes they'll be able to inspire you to sing better based on maybe even just making you feel comfortable. And I guess also getting you to do several takes until they feel you've done your best. Yeah, definitely. And you you really have to be able to trust your producer. And Jason Berry is definitely someone worthy of your trust. That's for sure. He's very amazing. Now, has Jason learned to, I'm going to go out on a limb here, has he learned to bring ice cream to, to the studio <laughs> to reward you for, for a good performance? I should mention that Better to him. Better than money. You know what, next time I talk to him, I'm yeah. going to tell him, you should get me some ice cream, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's going to inspire you to just do your best. Exactly. Knowing you got that. Uh... <laughs> 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 That's awesome. What do you think country music does, Brooklyn, better than any other genre? Better than pop, better than rock? What is the special thing that country music has in it? It's definitely the stories that comes out of country music. I feel like um, every song has a beginning and an end, where a lot of songs in different genres, it can be a feeling and just describing the feeling all throughout the song, which is great, but I feel like country music really thrives on its stories. Do you know? You probably know Miranda Lambert. So I'm just. This is one that comes to mind because it's so beautiful. The house that built me. Oh gosh, yes, a beautiful song, amazing. I am yeah. speaking with 18-year-old country artist Brooklyn Roebuck from Chatham, Ontario. At 18 years old, so wise, so talented. She's been down in Nashville, writing with the big people like Michelle Wright and Patricia Comroy. Now I want to ask you, Brooklyn, what do you have planned? Your plans and your dreams and your goals for 2016. I definitely want to get more involved in the CMAOs. Yeah, it's a great organization, Country Music Association of Ontario, that the award shows, but throughout the year they have seminars and there's a newsletter that goes out every month. So they're really there to help artists like yourself develop your career. Yes, exactly. And one other thing that I've been focusing on for a little while now and I feel like a lot of artists struggle with finding is who they are as an artist, who they want to be seen as. Every artist needs to find who they are. And you definitely don't want to try to fit in with everybody. I mean, a lot of people do try to just go with what everyone else is doing, but I think that individuality is a big part in making it in this business, that's for sure. That is awesome, Brooklyn. Those are great thoughts, and anyone listening out there, who is a singer-songwriter and artist will uh, get inspiration from that. It has been such a pleasure to at last have you on the show, Brooklyn. I've been following your career. love the songs that you put out there, and it's great to chat and to uh, play a couple of your songs. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was a pleasure. 
Awesome. I have enjoyed it as well. My guest has been Ontario country artist Brooklyn Roebuck. You'll find her songs at iTunes, and you can also check her out at brooklynroebuck.com and, of course, at all her social media sites. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.